Welcome, everyone, to the Meaningful Hearts Podcast, where we discuss the everyday questions that make us or break us if we let them. With your hosts, Drew and Daniela, take our hands and let's walk this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Meaningful Hearts podcast. Today's topic is nonverbal communication. What does it do for us? Why is it important? And how does it help us build more meaningful lives? Drew, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, nonverbal communication is important when you're sitting there listening to somebody or maybe conversing and you might give them a good impression that you're listening and you care or or you don't it's i think it's to be mindful in all scenarios of communication to help people feel comfortable when they are expressing themselves to you or you're expressing yourself to them i think that uh it's taken it's a long time coming for me realizing how important it is because i've given a lot of people the wrong impression about me how do you mean? I guess maybe the way that I was sitting or maybe crossing my arms. And it wasn't because I didn't care about what they were saying. It was more of a comfort thing for me. Or maybe at times where I was expressing or explaining myself to someone. And I talk with my hands a lot. And that <laughs> tends to be considered not good etiquette to speak with your hands. But I never thought it was a problem my whole life. I've done it friends family it's kind of how we talk to each other so i thought hey that's just normal you know you're using your hands to signal and express what the story is about but it also can seem i guess a little hostile to some people like whoa it's very intense you're in my space get out of my space too much of my space <laughs> i think you touched on some pretty good points no pun um, intended <laughs> um, nonverbal communication definitely is helpful in showing or seeing if somebody showing if you're listening to somebody or showing or no showing if you're listening to somebody and seeing if somebody is listening to you and it definitely does play a role in how people interpret you know uh, I knew that you speak with your hands although i would say that it's not but you and i are together so i'm a little biased i guess i wouldn't say it's like over the top like get out of my my space i think what i would like for you to elaborate a little bit more on is um the habit that you formed of watching your own expressions when you're speaking that's a fun fact for our listeners drew watches himself when he's speaking and second fun fact his nephew does the same thing which is honestly pretty funny when we're sitting at the dinner table sometimes <laughs> i think it's so funny when your nephew is looking at the pot while he's talking he's like looking at his own reflection or he's crying or he's upset and he's like oh <laughs> he's but like he, looking at himself at the corner of his eye, yeah he, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how that developed for you and just, you know, what is it like? Because it is a form of nonverbal communication. I I don't know if I was always obsessed with 
facial expressions. I guess how more or less, I always wanted to know how I looked when I would say something or do something. I guess it was more of a self-image thing. How do I look? Do I look good doing this? Or do I look bad doing this? How do people perceive me? So looking in a mirror while I'm speaking is kind of how I, I guess I, I adapted to that, making sure that the way that I'm communicating or I'm focused or what I'm saying, I don't look weird. I guess, I don't know. It's a, I guess it's a self-image thing. And I guess it became part of a habit of doing it anytime there is a camera nearby or f- or a mirror or wherever, like especially FaceTime. I mean, you don't mention it, but I know that when I'm speaking to Tarun, he's like, yeah, you're just looking at yourself in, in the camera when you're talking. You're talking and you're looking at yourself. It's, it's oh, hard. That's funny. I thought you'd look at me. <laughs> no, I do look at you, but hab- habitually I look at myself because I'm like, oh, do I look okay? Do I look weird? Do mm-hmm. I am I awkwardly positioned? It's not. It's not like uh, it's not like a thing I do because uh, it's an egotistical thing. It's like, oh, I hope I don't look like a bozo. I hope I don't like. Oh, I have like awkward poses. I'm also like look at my posture. Um, it's a whole bunch of things. It's like a whole bunch of stuff wrapped up in there. Mm-hmm. But. It's uh, it's it's one of those things that I kind of like. I struggle with. I, I guess it came from it came from childhood, and of course, I like to make funny. I used to love to make funny faces as a kid, so I wanted to see if what those funny faces looked like. Did, was I able to imitate Jim Carrey in that movie or that actor? And how does my face look? I'm getting the sound out of my mouth, but do I look weird making that sound out of my mouth? It's like, it's it's uh, it's a lot wrapped it. I have a lot wrapped up in it. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I hope I answered that question, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it sounds like it's something that formed from childhood, whether it was something, it sounds like it was a combination of being interested by facial expressions and how other people did and I guess reacted to things and in combination of your self image. So I really do appreciate you sharing that because part of what I would like our listeners to take away is to do some self-reflection of their own nonverbal communication because nonverbal communication is important not just for ourselves but definitely in helping build meaningful connections you know you said it earlier uh sometimes people interpret it as interpreted you as like whoa like he's he's kind of a lot he's being like very in my face right now and i don't really like it and when we think about the connections and the relationships that we build with people it is important to be aware of what you're saying that's not your words necessarily i know in therapy you know when i look at my patients I'm very mindful of nonverbal communication because nonverbal communication tells us things that, or it gives us more insight into what somebody's thinking and feeling. So again, I thank you for sharing. It was definitely very insightful. And I think if there's anybody out there that can relate to you, it can help them feel, I guess, normal, (laughs) if that makes sense. Yes. Because I know I tease you about it. Yeah, <laughs> I tease you about when you look in the mirror when you're t- I'm like, babe, I'm over here. <laughs> look over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm a little bit of a weirdo. <laughs> I have some like weird things that I do. Uh when I'm on the phone, I'm talking, I like to pace while I'm speaking speaking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Something I do. Yes. Not, I know I other know. people that do it. Yeah, when but- we're on FaceTime, Drew uh makes me dizzy because he walks around 
uh, <laughs> I have a hard time following. <laughs> I would I would say that getting back to awareness of it, uh, mm-hmm. people around me made made me aware. You obviously made me aware of it before I met you. Uh, Tarun used to constantly, you know, you know, say that to me, uh, or you know, just just like, what are you doing, like? Cause I guess to them it's abnormal. Like to you, it's not normal to do that. But to me, it's, I don't even notice I'm doing it sometimes. And then you catch mm-hmm. me in the act of it. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? I wasn't doing that. <laughs> or when I'm on the phone with you and you're like, are you standing up right now? Are you looking at yourself in the mirror talking? I'm like, no. <laughs> I even think like j- recently we were having a conversation and I made a comment like, babe, do you know that when you wink? When you talk, <laughs> there's certain. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> um, not to embarrass you, but kind of embarrass you. So I apologize. But the reason why I bring it up is more so that there's so many different nonverbals that people give off that we're not often aware of. And in the spirit of building more meaningful lives, what better way to build a more meaningful life than to become aware of your nonverbals? Yes. If that, if that makes sense. We can only get better by focusing on what we want to better ourselves in, right? Yeah. I mean, I want to be a better communicator. I want to make sure people feel that they're present when I'm speaking to them as opposed to, look at this guy. He's so egotistical. He looks at himself the whole time. <laughs> there are people that you you speak to him, you think they love to hear themselves talk. And it's not right. about you, it's about them. Right. And you don't want that, whether that's true or not, um, it could be a big problem. Especially we want people to engage with you and feel that you're being genuine in what you're saying. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that you were talking about somebody looking at you and thinking that you're egotistical or the person who's like looking at themselves thinking egotistical. And you shared earlier how for you, part of it was that it came uh, or part of it was about your self-image and being a little self-conscious. And it kind of reminds me of the conversation that we had during our last episode about perception, because to some extent, it is a matter of perception. What somebody views as talking with your hands or, you know, looking in the mirror as rude or like, whoa, like that's too much. Somebody else might be like, well, this is just like what we know. Um, And it's just something I I thought of as you were speaking just now. Yes. You can only measure things. What is what is it saying? I don't want to do this one disservice. You can only Um, measure. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I know there's what you can't change, what you can't measure. There it is. That's it. That's it. That's the one. (laughs) But. Oh, you mean like you can't change your nonverbals if you don't, if you're not aware. If you you don't know how much you suck at it or how good you are, like you Mm -hmm. can't, you can't make those adjustments. Right. So. Right. I think that is very important. Well, on this show anyways, if you don't want to grow, if you don't want to change, then by all means proceed. But I think more or less we should always be aware of everything that we do and how we could do those things better because there's always room for improvement. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that's actually a really good segue into the next part of this is some education about nonverbal communication and what it actually is. Now, if you're listening and you have a pen and paper nearby or maybe just your phone or something to take note of even a mental note there are 
actual definitions of different types of nonverbal communication. So Drew, I hope you're ready. I hope our listeners are ready because here I go. <laughs> and she's got a printout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do have a printout. I have notes. I take notes as Drew's talking. You know, that's part. I don't know if that would be considered nonverbal communication, but maybe um, because me taking a note of what Drew's saying or, you know, making it a point to have something, it, that's how I show up. So maybe. Um, but yeah. So the first form of nonverbal communication is facial expressions. Now, we were just talking about facial expressions with Drew looking at himself in the mirror, me making a, a comment about him winking. I'm trying to think of my own facial expressions. I know I have a very expressive face. If something is bothering me, if something's not sitting right with me, there's no hiding it. Some people have a pretty good poker face, which is also a form of a facial expression, which in turn is nonverbal communication. But essentially... To clearly define facial expressions, they convey different emotions like happiness, sadness, anger, et cetera, et cetera. Like smiling is often used to convey happiness. Now, sometimes a person's facial expression might not match what they're actually saying, and it's important to pay attention to that. Like if somebody is talking about, I don't know, they lost somebody, but their facial expression is smiling and laughing, something's not right there. You know, something's not matching. So that's the first one. Makes sense so far? So far. <laughs> the second one is body language. Also what we were just talking about in the way that we use our hands. I use my hands when I speak too. I, I'm trying to think of how I use them. I just know that I do. I do this thing where like I open them to my side. Yeah. yeah. Drew's Drew's she doing ju the she juggles. Right now. She juggles. <laughs> yes. I do that's a really good way to put it, actually. That's the way that I explain things, which is so funny that we're talking about that because it's something that I am aware that I do, but I was never able to pinpoint it like juggling. So now I'm gonna make a joke about it <laughs> when I work with patients. Like you see what I'm doing here? I'm juggling. I'm explaining something. But <laughs> body language refers to the way that we use our bodies to communicate with gestures, movements, and of course posture. Posture in my work with patients is something that is very important. I mean all of it is important, but if somebody is anxious or if somebody is depressed or they're going through a difficult time, their posture is going to be very telling. I know, you know, Drew and I have done seminars where they talk about the importance of having a good posture, aligning your, I would say that your back is like the Agoscu method that we've done. Do you, do you remember that? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's the second one. The third one is tone of voice. Now, this can be a little bit tricky because we're talking about voice and voice and speech is verbal, but there's a difference between what you're saying and how you're saying it. Your tone of voice actually signals a great deal of information, including emotions, attitudes, and intentions. For example, a sarcastic tone, which I love sarcasm, <laughs> pretty witty in that sense, it can convey a message that is actually the opposite of the words that are spoken. Does that make sense? Yes. So tone of voice is also very important. We've got two more. Drew, can you guess what one of them might be? See, voice. I did facial expressions, body language, and tone of voice. And there's two more. 
Um, you said facial expressions? I did. That was the first one. Well, eye contact? Yeah, eye contact. <laughs> That's exactly right. So eye contact can express a number of things. It can convey a sense of trust, interest, or even intimacy. Avoiding eye contact, for example, can indicate discomfort, dishonesty, or disinterest. Now, there's some controversy between lying and eye contact. Some people say that somebody who's lying to you will often look away um, because they don't want to see whether you believe them or not. Other people say that somebody who's lying to you will actually look directly at you to see if you believe the lie. So eye contact is a tricky thing, especially when it comes to lying, but it certainly is still a form of nonverbal communication, which is important. If I know that's something that personally irks me is if I'm talking to you and you're looking down at your phone and you're not giving me eye contact, I know you're not paying attention that to me. That drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, like in, when, I, when I have sessions with my patients, um, those who are a little bit more nervous or uncomfortable, they tend to look away more. I literally had a session. It's so interesting that we're talking about this, but I literally had a session the other day where the person that I was speaking to was really uncomfortable by me looking at them. So I was like, you know, would it help you feel a little bit more comfortable if I closed my eyes? And they were like, yeah, maybe. It was a very interesting experience to not make that eye contact, but still be involved in the conversation. So I would There's felt, that. probably would have fell asleep. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I was very active because I was making it a point when I lost my sight, I was making it a point to have my posture straight up to know that I'm like for the person to know that I'm paying attention and still making use of my hands to remain active in the moment, which is pretty interesting because it ties into exactly what we're talking about. Alrighty. And the last one for nonverbal communication is physical touch also can convey emotions like comfort, affection, or aggression. Different ones. For example, a hug, right? A hug is like the universal sign for support. While pushing somebody away, I'm like, no, get out of my face. That can signify aggression or even anger. So if I'm in a sales call and I'm talking to somebody, I just, you know what? I just give them a hug. <laughs> Do you want to buy this? Uh, I don't know. The price is too high. You know, hugs are one of those things that I've learned to ask first because yeah. some people are really uncomfortable with physical touch. Yeah. Some people, physical touch is their love language, right? Yeah. Other people, not so much. I like hugs. I like the affection. But when we go to sleep at night, I'm going to turn to the left and, you know, like hug my pillow and Drew's going to lay flat. <laughs> <laughs> straight up to the stars yeah um so these are the forms of nonverbal communication drew how do you think that i did in conveying the different kinds that there are did very well i mean you're biased because i'm, I'm awesome you are <laughs> <I'm> awesome <laughs> you are awesome i mean teaching something new that you've just learned and being able to convey it in a way that is very palatable i mean these well, are things I, in I will say I didn't just learn this. These are things that I like knew. It just so happens that I came across and like I received an email that was like, oh, look at oh. this. And I was like, this is cool. Okay. That's what I know. Just, just refresh on something she learned, but mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. able to act as if she just learned it the other day. Very good. <laughs> I mean, these are things that we should be mindful of anyways, right? 
Yeah. All these different cues because we're communicating all the time. There's never a time where you're not communicating. You yeah. go to the store, you're at work, you're on the road. Maybe somebody cuts you off. You communicate with them with a with a one hand up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but there's 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 really not a time where you're not communicating. Even if you're yeah. you're in distress and the ambulance gets you, you have to kind of like they ask you, How are you feeling pain? What's going on? You know, like there's 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 always a time for communication. Almost every scenario in life, whether it's good or bad, communication is key. So being able to convey it in a way that is going to get the point across to someone else in the best possible way with the best possible language, best possible eye contact, facial expressions, all those things added up like a good recipe, you'll get the best result. Yeah, that was actually a really good point that you made. We are always communicating. So thank you for, for your insight. That was pretty awesome. There, this is like a fun fact for listeners. If anybody likes... Um, like criminal minds type shows or like forensic type shows, stuff like that. Uh, there's a show that is actually, it's called lie to me. It's a pretty interesting show. The protagonist in the show, he is a doctor who specializes in micro expressions and it's obviously it's dramatized, but for anybody who's interested in learning, it's definitely a show that I recommend. It's pretty enjoyable. So fun fact there. Now, as we start to bring our episode to a close, before I ask Drew on his final thoughts, I would like to encourage you, our listeners, to ask yourself questions about your own nonverbal communication and the interactions that you've had with others. Specifically, can you think of a time when your body language communicated something different from your words? Or can you think of a time where, when somebody else communicated something different than what they were saying with their words? I guess that's two questions, but it's just a vice versa. Starting to do some explorative work in that regard, I think will be really helpful to not only gain self-awareness, but also ultimately build more meaningful connections work on your nonverbal skills. And the goal is to build a more meaningful life. Drew, I don't know what you want to add or say, but I thought that was pretty good. It's like she read that <laughs> off of a billboard or something. I, else. Did, I did not. She's looking out the window. I am. Somebody... I'm looking out the window to trees and I'm, I'm inspired right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that, uh, I can give an example real quick. I mean, yeah, if anybody's ever had a conversation with mother, uh, she's pretty expressive in what she's saying. And also the cues sometimes don't match because there's an underlying sarcasm in there. Yeah. I, especially when I know how my mom feels about a specific subject we're talking about, I know how she feels about that person or she feels about the scenario or what she's really trying to say. I guess it's worse when you know somebody, you know how they feel mm -hmm. um, at work. Uh, I know the characters in my job and I know how they feel about um, policies or things like that. And then when they speak about them, they speak at a sarcasm like you must do this, you know, quote unquote, but we're not going to do it that way. You know, like, so I guess that's sort of the things where we just pick up these social cues without anybody mm -hmm. teaching it to us. It's interesting. It's not like somebody has to say, Hey, these are my social cues. So when you speak with me, just know, this is what it's going to be. It's not like that. It's almost like you automatically pick up on them 
over time, unless you came from, you know, unless you came from under a rock and never communicate with anybody, it would be different. But yeah, just a little insight of that. But yeah, but even then, you know, this actually one last thing to add to that. You just reminded me with your example. I remember watching uh, Ed Milet, who he's a motivational speaker, you know, in the realm of personal development, when he took told the story of his father. His father used to be an alcoholic and then he recovered and changed his life around. But he said that he learned to read nonverbal communication so well that he could tell when his father had been drinking just by how his father entered the key into the door. You know, so nonverbal communication is one of those things where we learn it in so many different capacities in so many different ways. I can relate to that. Yeah. So to start to ask ourselves, you know, what, how do I nonverbally communicate, you know, reflecting on the question that I asked earlier and all the questions that we've posed during this episode. So, yeah. Now I know I already asked this, but anything else? No, you you did a very good job at at conveying the message and and, and looking straight at me. So I know you're not lying and you know, you know, I'm not lying. (laughs) Cool. Well, on that note, we hope that this was useful in some way, shape or form, even if it was just a good laugh or a good listen. If you took some notes, great. If it gave you some food for thought, also great. And we thank you so much for listening and look forward to continue on this journey to building more meaningful lives. 